So far before Stonewall has focused on famous queers from history, but there are plenty of stories about everyday queers that have been snatched from oblivion. At least in European history before the 19th century, they survived mainly as incomplete snapshots, told in letters, court documents, and journals. Still, enough can be pieced together that one can get a real impression of what it was like to desire the same sex in the distant past, in times of incredible persecution. Two Brazilian historians, Luiz Mott and Araldo Assuncal, discovered a collection of letters in the archives of the Portuguese Inquisition. All the letters were written by a young man named Francisco Correa Neto from the city of Silves in the 17th century. He wasn't a clergyman but worked as a sort of holy relic manager for the city cathedral. His letters were addressed to Manuel Viegas, a guitarist and craftsman who made musical instruments. The two had an affair at one time and probably had sex, or came close to having sex at least once, as the letters strongly imply. Francisco was particularly anxious that Manuel was engaged to be married. However, he was hopeful because he had heard from a mutual friend that the marriage was going to be a sham, and Francisco dreamed of still being Manuel's lover. <clears throat> However, not only was Manuel not replying to Francisco's letters, but the very location of the letters give a dark hint of what happened. For whatever reason, Manuel betrayed Francisco and handed his letters directly to the Inquisition. Along with heretics and Jews and Muslims who converted to Christianity, but were believed to have gone back to their native faiths, the Inquisition was empowered to put sodomites on trial too. After all, sodomy was thought of as a crime against both nature and God's will. If found guilty, even if you recanted, you would be burned alive in an auto de fe. As the historian William Monter describes it, crowds of familiars, that is, secular officers, gathered from all over the district, dressed in the uniform of the Holy Office. Solemn processions with gigantic crosses and green candles advertised the main event. Specially dressed prisoners, sometimes with their crimes identified by placards around their neck, prostrated themselves before the Inquisitors in order to receive absolution. Still, you'd rather end up at the mercy of the Portuguese Inquisition than its more infamous sibling, the Spanish Inquisition. Approximately 70 sodomites were killed by the Inquisition in the Spanish region of Aragon, alone from 1570 to 1630. In its entire history, the Portuguese Inquisition only executed 30 sodomites. Francisco was one of the lucky ones, even though the Inquisition also tried to charge him with being part Jewish, since the Jews had been exiled from Portugal by then, and he lacked the paperwork to show he had solid Christian ancestry. We don't know exactly what happened to him, and if he was still able to keep his job at the cathedral, but all the charges against him were dropped, since the Portuguese Inquisition had pretty strict standards of proof for sodomy. Even with the letters in hand, the Inquisition needed proof of more than one consummated act of sodomy in order to legally convict someone. While undoubtedly it's a relief that Francisco dodged the auto de fe, it's difficult not to feel sorry for him when reading his love letters, in light of what the object of his devotion would do to him, knowing what his fate might have been. Let me close off his story with his own words. 
written to Manuel Viegas. Mirror of my sight and joy, if I have any right to you, bring peace to my heart and confirm the news I received this evening that you were betrothed to a niece of Francisco Louise last Monday. I would have said that by Easter you would be betrothed to me. You implied that often, and you gave your word on it. <sighs> but do as you please. In spite of this, I shall not stop doing what I can to be at your service. And remembering your arms and the kisses you gave me, oh, that is what torments me most. And you know the subject well in that heart of your loins. It was that which desired me with its craving to fly up. There is no lint for that heart in your loins. When I touched it with my fingers and instantly it sprang up. And you so evil, who did not want to do what comes so naturally. Goodbye my darling, my happiness, my true love. My idea is that even though you may be married, you do not have to break your promise to be betrothed to your devoted Franciscina, which is a feminine diminutive of Francisco. It seems to me you told Manuel de Costa that if I complied with your whims, even then you would come to me, because you do not care, and it was all sham. Here is paper to answer. Now you have no excuse not to write for lack of paper. <laughs>